In this morning's show, we're joined by Alex Wong, the director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management. Good morning, Alex. Hi, good morning. And by Michelle Lam, Greater China Economist at Society General Corporate and Investment Banking. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So we had our, John, our chief executive, John Lee, talking up the Hong Kong economy yesterday. But Paul Chan was uh, somewhat less, well, let's say less bullish, um, warning that there could be some further strife ahead with the geopolitical situation. So how do you guys actually see things and what do you see for Hong Kong in the year ahead? I'll start with you, Michelle. Um, I think under the current condition, it's actually pretty hard to be very optimistic about the economy next year. You have the Fed that has been raising interest rates so rapidly, so you could clearly see it in the property market. The transactions tanking, the prices are correcting. So I probably think that um, the correction probably will slow down a bit next year, given that now markets are already expecting that the Fed could be cutting interest rates, especially uh, in the second half of the year. So I think the situation could be somewhat uh, easing. But I mean, if you talk about the the long-term trends, um, given the uh, geopolitical environment, we have the Biden C meeting a couple of weeks ago, but we're not really sure um, if that is really pointing to some fundamental changes between the U.S.-China relationship. So I think uh, very much, I mean, when you talk about investors, whether they're going to pile the money investing in Hong Kong or even mainland China, I think they are just uh, more or less, you know, wait and see stance. Um, and also, if you talk about um, mainland China, the economic situation is obviously not great. So I think to a large extent, that's also going to impact uh, Hong Kong activity, especially on the retail side. Alex? I think uh, the outlook is still gloomy. Uh, I agree that the property may me um, see some stabilization, but I think uh, the outlook is still um, quite gloomy. Um, first of all, I think uh, the property market will, will, will remain remain bad, and then probably we would still have some downside room. Uh, and then the equity market also actually is not doing good. And the retail market actually is affected by... Um, but the online shopping and also people are spending uh, their weekends in Shenzhen. Uh, so I think uh, we probably uh, would still be quite gloomy next year. So then what turns this around? Um, and you've got the government who are trying very hard to try and attract some tourism back. They're trying to get even the locals to go out and start spending and enjoying themselves a bit more, you know, this whole night economy. Um, but it doesn't really seem that anyone's overly optimistic people are still a bit bearish so how do you start turning that around um start with you alex sir. i think uh recently the the frozen attractions at the disney park actually is helping a little bit uh, attracting uh some tourists from 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 countries uh in southeast asia especially i think uh but uh the overall picture would still be quite 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 challenging i think uh probably if the hong kong dollar yeast a little bit then that, that could help a little bit to attract uh, tourists again back from China. Um, and other parks, I think, are probably the night economy is the right step, but this is a very small steps. And then probably we need to do something to boost the equity market and try to attract uh, some um, star IPOs like Shrein. But so, of course, uh, this one, I think uh, they pick uh, US. But I think uh, we need to get some significant IPOs to come to, back to Hong Kong. Michelle, do you actually, can you envisage that some of these IPAs will start listing next year? Um, 
Alex touched on it, Sheen, for example, which would have been a large IPA, has shows in America over Hong Kong. Um, so will we start getting some IPAs back here? I think there are some cases now being lined up, so it is possible that we could get some momentum uh, coming back, especially if the interest rates are starting to fall, so the overall financial conditions globally should ease a bit, and that would also be helpful for some capital market activity as well. But, I mean, overall, you, you talk about um, the, the structural trend, which is, I think, the, 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 the capital markets uh, have been suffering from confidence shock from the 2021 crack down so all this kind of like new internet stuff i think is going to take a uh, take, take a long time for the confidence to come back so i don't think we're going we're talking about going back to like the situation like 2021 at, uh, immediately so it's going to be a, a a slow motion recovery even if that happens so does hong kong really just totally rely on china or can it start i wouldn't say decoupling because i mean obviously there will always be a heavy reliance on china but can it start attracting people from the rest of the world and Southeast Asia or um, to come back and that just kickstarts Hong Kong economy without necessarily needing China to fully get back uh, operational. Um, I'll start with you, Alex, on that one. I think uh, it's a, uh, quite difficult, but uh, we have uh, some some um, thing from the Middle East right now. We've got the, the Saudi uh, ETF and probably they would like to attract some individual companies to list in Hong Kong or they would try to attract some Southeast Asian companies to come to Hong Kong as the second sterile listings uh, um, place for them. So I think uh, that's all the way they are doing. Uh, but uh, it would not be easy, I think, uh, because we need actually do a lot of educational work uh, to raise people's interest towards uh, that kind of um, uh, the world. I think uh, that part of the world. I think uh, uh, probably uh, we would uh, have um, we would have to do some role shows in this, uh, in in the Middle East Park to get the money to invest in Hong Kong and also to get the company to list in Hong Kong as well. Um, Michelle, your thoughts on saying like well, whether Hong Kong can start opening up to the rest of the world and rather than just focus on China alone? To, to some extent, probably, but um, I don't, even if uh, Hong Kong manages to attract some money from the rest of the world, like Middle East, like Southeast Asia, at the beginning, the size is going to be uh, small, which I think is not going to be enough to to really turn around the economy. I mean, at the end of the day, the Hong Kong still well, part of China and is very exposed to the mainland China's business cycle. So if we're talking about uh, China going to have a structural growth slowdown because of the property sector adjustment, that's more dramatic than people think. So I think uh, it's going to be of some help, but it's not going to turn, uh, turn around the whole situation. I think recently there's some talks about um, like uh, trying to make Hong Kong more attractive in terms of uh, setting up family offices. So, and, and I see there's some plans being put forward by the governments to, to, to build, to develop more on that side. So maybe to some extent that's going to be uh, make Hong Kong a better competitor when put against Singapore on this front. So let's move on to the Hong Kong property sector. Um, it's been a pretty weak year. Um, you've also seen in the land sales that the government's failed to sell six uh, pieces of land that they put up for tender. So it's been quite difficult all around within the property sector. I know, Michelle, you touched on earlier that probably second half of the year, if they start uh, easing interest rates, we might see a rebound in properties. But what happens if rates just stay, stay steady for the, for the year? 
does that mean that we're not going to see that property? And what's going to drive even, I mean, lower rates might be more attractive, but will that really drive people to come back into the property market? And who will be the, who will be the guys that will look to come into the property market? So I'll start with you, Michelle. So I think, of course, there's still a lot of uncertainty of uh, where interest rate will go next year. It is possible that the interest rate could be staying at this level or maybe the rate cuts are going to be more, smaller than people expecting. Um, I think in terms of the primary market, clearly there's going to be a lot more pressure because the developers, they're facing high interest uh, financing costs, so they really need to get rid of the inventory. So I think there's going to be uh, some uh, pressure on the prices coming from the primary market. But in terms of the secondary markets, um, generally speaking, I think it's more or less of um, really a battle between the, the, the buyers and the sellers. And on the positive side, actually, for the Hong Kong property market, I think 60 to 70% of the people have already paid down the mortgages. So which means that even if interest rates uh, have been going up, it actually doesn't affect them that much. Um, the question for them is whether it is a better investment for them to just keep the money uh, uh, put in the investing in the property versus putting the money in the deposits, which are now offering a pretty high interest rate. So in that case, I think there could be some selling pressure. But um, I think if uh, deposit rates manage to maybe the lower down a little bit, um, maybe the, 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 the argument for people to sell in houses are, are not very attractive. But I think overall, I think there could still be maybe 5 to 10% correction for next year. But if the interest rates are starting to fall, I think that's going to be more positive for the sentiment in the secondary market, which means that the, we, we've probably seen the worst uh, decline of the property prices towards the end 2024. And Alex, you talk, um, we'll look at the secondary market, primary market, I think, it's up and down, but generally it tends to be quite positive. But that's because people have to put down less money. Now, in the secondary market, as Michelle said, a lot of people have fully paid up the mortgages. So the next natural thing would be to upgrade. But the problem here is if you upgrade, you've suddenly got to maybe jump from, okay, if you get a mortgage, a 30% down payment to 50% down payment. And that's quite unaffordable to a lot. So how, how do you start getting the secondary market moving? I mean, it's been very, very low transactions this year. Yeah, because uh, this is quite difficult. Apart from the, uh, the, the the mortgage amount, actually you have to get a new mortgage rate as well. So uh, that probably would be a uh, repackage at a higher rate than the previous plan. If you are lucky to lock in earlier uh, to get some uh, very favorable uh, uh, P- plan if, if you uh, uh, block in the mortgage rate uh, much more earlier. So I think that's why people are quite difficult to upgrade. So I think it depends a lot uh, on the um, on the new um, uh, applicants to, uh, coming to Hong Kong. So I think uh, that's this uh, new buying force. For Hong Kong people to upgrade, I think that's quite difficult. I think most Hong Kong people actually uh, would uh, went out their, 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 their old apartment and then they went a larger place. That is the common practice in Hong Kong. Okay. Um, let's move on. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Let's quickly move on to China. Um, and let's talk about, since we're in the property, let's talk about Evergrande. They've got another reprieve. Um, it seems, even though the judge saying there was going to be no reprieve. But isn't there a point now where it's just people just want it to end? Let's make a decision one way or another. 
and whatever that decision be. And what do you think that decision will be? Um, let's start with you, Alex. I think uh, eventually uh, that I think Afghanistan will be liquidated. I think uh, this is uh, uh, not not sustainable uh, because cash flow actually would remain weak, and you can expect that people are. Uh, are not interested in buying its uh, property, so I think uh, eventually the problem will surface, and it is not sustainable. So the the end game probably would be liquidation, but uh, it's delaying, and I think people expect that, so there's no impact to the market sentiment. Okay, and Michelle. I think to some extent you would argue that uh, a faster decision or these uh, zombie property companies are actually better for sentiment. Um, because right now I think these, these things have just been dragging on and on and the creditors don't, are not sure if they can get the money back. And I think um, yeah, everybody is just waiting on the decision on the policymakers on how they are going to speed up the, the whole debt restructuring process. And I'm really in the camp that the faster we see that happening, the, the better it is. Okay. And in the last minute, since we're in China, let's quickly talk about EVs. Um, we saw Tesla sales drop quite considerably, but we've seen BYD actually pick up. So is there a big movement now in China to go local and f- support the local brands? Um, to Michelle quickly and then Alex quickly after that. Um, well, I'm not sure if there's a distinct differentiation, but um, the, the, the BYD is, uh, is still cheaper compared to the Tesla. So I would think that given the current uh, like deflationary environment, um, yeah, that, that, that's probably more supportive of the BYD versus the Tesla. So Tesla really need to see the big discuss, big the price cuts in order to be competitive. And Alex, is that possible? Um, yeah, I think uh, the, this is the, 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 the BYD becoming more competitive and also other local brands actually are more competitive. So that's why I think Texas need to be more competitive by, by lowering their prices in, in the future. All right. Well, unfortunately, that's all we had time for. So I'd like to thank both Alex Wong, director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management, and Michelle Lam, Greater China Economist at Society General Corporate Investment Banking, for coming in. Thank you, guys.